Hello everyone, servus from Germany. I'm Jodel Kieskerboris and welcome to my second podcast episode of Running and Fabulous. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about one thing I wish I knew going into my first race, the Half Marathon Munich on 2013. But in the last episode, I did promise I'll tell you a little bit about you, about myself, yeah? So this is the bird's eye view of your host. I was born in Dominican Republic, yay, the land of the merengue. And um, at the age of 12, I was uprooted and moved to New York City with my family. Um, that was uh, where I grew up, I studied, I worked, I played. I... Then I moved to Germany uh, with my newly created family. My daughter was one at the time, and since then I have a second child, and we live just outside of Munich um, for 10 years now. Oh my God, it's been 10 years. Okay, um, so if you hear crickets actually on the show, like a silence, just bear with me because that's me scanning for a word in English. Because sometimes thoughts uh, and, and words come into the other languages and I stay like in search mode. Shh, holy crap, how do you say that again? Um, so I want you to bear with me, okay? Thank you. Now, um, let's move on. I told you I was never into running, yeah? or exercise of any kind. Well, I always thought it's something, drop it off. I was never consistent. Uh, exercise was really not on my priority list, yeah? But somehow running transformed my life in ways that you could never imagine, yeah? But we'll leave that transformation story also for another day. <laughs> um, so race day, October, 2013. As a rookie runner, there were some things I wish I knew going into that race day, you know? One of them was about fueling and refueling during the race, yeah? When exactly should I eat uh, during the race? What should I eat? What should I drink? Um, and how this whole thing works in your body, right? What, what the types of fuel, how does it work in your body? Like I told you, I never really uh, geeked out about the subject because running that race was supposed to be a one-off. I was supposed to like run and never look back again because that was like a huge feat and I just wanted, it was something I, I wanted and needed to do at the time. So back in the days, I was very much into getting my running energy and electrolytes from food. Now, electrolytes are the salt, potassium, magnesium, phosphorus, bicarbonate, like they're minerals that allow water management in your body and they regulate the nerves and muscle function. Like you can, you can imagine, it's just really important, uh, the electrolytes, especially when you're running, when you're running a lot and sweating it all out, yeah? You want to avoid uh, being dehydrated and they help you with that. You know, being dehydrated can be very dangerous and even deadly in some cases, okay? I don't want to scare you. You can still go out running, hun, but you got to take care of yourself, okay? Um, I read things back then like coconut water is a good source of electrolyte or, you know, you can have green tea and there were just like all this noise, right? But then I read that banana... Oh, my dear banana, was actually a very good source um, 
of potassium for runners, and um, and that lover and the, the the runners loved bananas, you know, because it was like the running food, and it still is for some people. <laughs> so I actually thought, you know, I found the perfect fuel to start my half marathon in Munich that time, and I ate a half a banana about a half an hour before the start, just before handing in my package to, to the trucks uh, that I was going to take my, my, my package to the finish line. But um, <laughs> I never really did that during training, you see. I never had a half a banana before going out to train, yeah? And I did that a little differently on race day because I wanted to be so prepared to run the best race uh, one time in my life, yeah? So as I was standing there with a bunch of other runners and the music was pumping, can you imagine? Yeah, you guys rock! You know, the animators were talking about how amazing we were uh, for taking on that challenge. And, uh, and I was getting all fired up. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like a superstar. Look at this, you know, and I'm just like fire up. It really worked for me. It really worked. All those words came into my brain and it just sent that electrical fire through my body. It just, it worked. I was pumped. I was in La La Land. My eyes were bugging out and my heart was racing like a horse, okay? I was just like, yeah, we rock. We are like the best thing on the planet. And then I met this, um, this man waiting there with me Okay, and uh, later on I found out uh, that he was, I, I looked at his bib number and, and then I looked him up after the race and I found out that he was a 70-year-old man who had run 20-plus um, half marathons, right? We were talking and I asked him, how many, how many marathons have you run? 20, he goes, I'm just like, oh my God, you've run 20 marathons, that's like amazing, you know? And... Um, of course, you know, I was so pumped. He was like, he's like giving me signals with a hand, like, calm down, calm down. See, I was 41 at the time that I did my, my first race. Yeah. Um, I was 41. Yeah. I was about to turn 42 because this happened in October. So I was 41 a few weeks before turning 42. Yeah. So I did not think that I would go beyond that one half marathon. I'm just like, look, I'm too old for this. Like if I pull this one off without breaking something, I'll be a lucky woman. You know, then I meet this 70 year old man and I'm thinking the world is like, I don't know what's going on out there but they're like 70 year old people running marathons every year. And this man has 20 under his belt. So I was just like thrown out of the water, right? But anyways, I didn't calm down. I actually got more excited when I heard about his story than, uh, <laughs> than, uh, than, uh, than me running my marathon at the time, right? So I was like pumped and ready to seize the road. I was on fire, yeah? So when I went through the start line and I heard the first beep, I mean that going through those those checkpoints, your 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 start chip actually starts beeping, right? So you're like beep, and I'm like, oh, I'm officially on this race, you know. I remember when I crossed the starting line, um, I I felt something. I felt something in my stomach, and I was just like, what the hell is that? Like, what's going on? What's jumping up and down here in my stomach? Well, remember the half a banana I had at the start, half an hour before? Well, yeah, 
That banana was hanging out with me for the next 21.1 kilometers. Yeah. And that thing was just not fully digested until 2.02 hours later when I crossed that finish line. Yeah, so much for easily digested food source, right? You know, I mean, the one thing that runners love the most, here's the one thing that I couldn't digest, yeah? So why did this happen? Yeah, bananas are supposed to be like the go-to food for, uh, for runners. There were two things that happened, yeah? The first thing is that when I was starting out, I told you I was, I was so excited. I was ready to like put on a cape and fly like Superwoman, you know? I was so excited, so nervous, and everything in this in between. So later on, I learned that the digestive system is controlled partially by the nervous system, and these nerves release substances that either speed up digestion or slows it down. And guess what my nerves did for me? They slowed it down. So I'm like sitting there the whole time waiting, and this banana, I didn't feel it because I'm, I'm in standing mode, right? But this banana is just like still hanging in there, you know, probably fighting its way through and didn't really make it. But when I started moving forward, yeah, then I felt it. The second thing that happens is that the digestive system slows down to a crawl when you're running above your comfort zone you know like everything really depends on your on your stamina your training and and everything but at the time like i said i was a rookie right so my digestive system slowed down to a crawl yeah because i was increasing both my speed and distance right you're going above your threshold so that's going to happen okay then <laughs> ever since then yeah. Oh, what does it slow down to a crawl? It slows down to a crawl. I forgot to tell you, it slows down to a crawl because the blood, the blood flows where it's needed the most. Yeah. And of course, in the case of people running above their thresholds or, or whatnot, running too much, uh, pushing yourself, the blood flows goes to the extremities. Yeah not needed anymore in your digestive system even though if you have a banana hanging in there yeah so ever since then I um I have had an aversion to solid foods during a, during a race and especially bananas yeah so I actually thought you know after all these years I said well maybe I'm over this banana story you know like people are eating bananas during a race when I was in Berlin last September I saw like banana stands and I'm like, you know, it can't be that bad. So I gave a half a banana a chance again during the Berlin Marathon this past September. And uh, no, no, <laughs> it just it just doesn't work. Even though I'm a lot more in control of like emotions and I have a more technical about running than I was during that time, the banana still does not work for me, you know? <laughs> It was still hanging in there, even though I had it. I don't know which kilometer, uh, 20 or 30, or I don't know which kilometer I had the, the piece of banana, but uh, I just, I didn't finish digesting that babe until I crossed that finish line. Now it may be mental, but uh, honestly, like feeling that undigested food in the stomach was not mental at the time, yeah? So 
the other thing that I didn't do was that during the first race, I, I also didn't have electrolyte drinks, you know. Uh, these drinks are handed out during the race course uh, because I thought back then, oh, you know, all you need is the muscles to get you going. Like I have, I'm strong, I'm strong in the head and I'm strong in the body and all I need is just a tiny bit of water. Now, if this may be true or may not be true, it really, like I said, depends on your training level. Like it depends on your stamina, on your training and, and how many years you've been running because your body does adjust as you move on uh, with running. But at the time, I think it was a mistake. You know, I think that instead of having a sip of water, I really should have had a shot of electrolytes because it took me a lot longer to recuperate from the half marathon than um than than it should have right like i, I was walking around with 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 real muscle pains for for over a week and that that's really like a long time so it probably did have something to do with the fact that i didn't take care of electrolytes during the race and i also did not much did not know much uh, at the time so i didn't really take care of myself after the race and we will talk about after race uh after race um fueling in an, at another episode yeah so um you know you have to kind of try things out for yourself you know we're all different for me uh, i need anything that requires a very little digestion yeah if it needs to be broken down in my stomach it does not work so it needs to be liquid and it needs to be or it needs to be a gel yeah and as nasty as they are because let me tell you these gels are just nasty but they do the work and they're also incomplete in terms of electrolytes you know but they actually do help you out they have some sodium in there and they have some what is, is called glucose which is the energy that we need that goes straight to our muscles to help us move yeah so it's definitely better than nothing yeah i'll definitely be avoiding banana on races on race day and during a race for as long as i live and i tell you that much i just i, I <laughs> <laughs> just not work for me you know if it, if you've had bananas during the race if you're if you've already been running you've had bananas during the race i'd love to hear what you have to say about that but you know i just like uh yeah any other time but not on race day and not during the race absolutely not so what i want you to remember is that fueling and refueling is just as important as training for your first race okay don't try anything new on rest days and test your energy and hydration sources during training so that you can see how your stomach reacts to it yeah and and sometimes you can only test so much right because on race day you do feel different than during training you know when you're just getting out there on your own it's just like oh you know i'll just do x x amount of kilometers today and that's just going to be dandy but on race day is really different like i said because you are really pumped but if you do train your hydration and you do train uh, the food you eat, you, 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 you actually try it during training, at least you have an idea on how your body reacts on race day. 
Okay, despite the excitement and despite the fact that most runners, even experienced runners that I know, tend to take off a little too fast, right? So you burn off a lot of energy, you're too excited, your muscle, you know, the blood, uh, blood flows to your muscle a lot faster and, and, and your, your stomach actually shuts down. Every single race that you run, even after you take off, um, even after you, you, you run your first race and you may be on your 10th race, every single race is different you know they're they're just little things that happen in every single race and you learn every single time you run a race you learn something new there is you know there's no doubt absolutely no doubt um but anyways my friends i've gone off on race day first race day important train 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 hydrate and test the food that you're actually going to um, going to eat and consume on race day so that you don't have any surprises. So, my fabulous listeners, with this, we're coming to the end of this podcast. I thank you so much for listening up until this point. And now your host, Judelki Escorbotes, says goodbye. Have a schönen Tag and hasta mañana. <laughs> Ciao.